0: welcome to another episode of our Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. I am your host this evening along with my effervescent and ever-present co-host Lubna Zaru and today we are also joined by someone very special. But before we go into that, the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast is a weekly podcast where we give you insight into the personality of successful sushi-adoring entrepreneurs showing you that success is all about having fun in and with your business without the hustle and the grinding Mm. whilst enjoying sushi. So our guest today is Sarah Rose.
1: Sarah
0: is your launch, your online business mentor, and also the creator of the Business Startup Academy for entrepreneurial-minded women who are ready to up-level their side hustle to a profitable and a thriving business. So, without further ado, we're going to get straight into it today and find out more about our guest. Hello, Sarah, and welcome, welcome. to the Sushi Club.
1: Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor my pleasure to be here, and it's making me hungry. I'm craving sushi for some reason at the moment. <laughs>
0: Well, it's not unusual for many of our guests to actually join us whilst eating sushi. So, you know, that's not unusual at all. So without further ado, we're going to get straight into it, Sarah, because I know we've got a lot to talk about because between the three of us, there's so much synergy that if we don't pay attention to the time, we could be here for a very long time. So, of course, the most important question of the podcast has to be... How on earth did your love affair with Sushi start? (laughs) Oh, that's a good question.
1: I'm going to have to think back for a minute. I would say in college, when I went on semester at sea, and we took classes on a cruise ship, and we literally sailed around the world from the Bahamas to Venezuela to Brazil to South Africa, Kenya, and India onto Vietnam. Ooh. Hong Kong, China, and our last stop was in Japan. So, in Japan, we stayed in private homes and we went just around the smaller cities. Well, I say smaller, not as in not Tokyo, as in like Kyoto and Nara and some of the other cities, and sort of these just local neighborhood restaurants. And it was the freshest, most divine food I'd had in my life. And I came home and I was like, okay, sushi addict. Like I'm obsessed. <laughs> and now on a date night, our go-to is always sushi. I mean, we could go anywhere. He's like, why don't we ever go to Italian? Why don't we ever go, you know, for French or something else or fishing and chips? And I'm like, cause he's English. And I'm like, nope, if we're out, we're going for sushi. So it's our go-to. Oh,
0: wow. Ooh. So sushi is your date night go-to. I love that because I actually think sushi is quite an intimate food actually. I think it's a nice romantic food because it's small and it's delicate you know it's something that you can yeah. feed each other it's the food of love it's <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, it perfect date night so what's your favorite oh everything i love yellowtail with jalapenos oh that's awesome. a new one we've not had that one before have we Um-lumna? no no oh it's so delicious and i love
1: everything spicy because i'm from the south originally and also Just traveling to India and Thailand and all over the Middle East as well. I just, I love anything spicy. So that little bit of jalapeno gives a real
0: nice kick to it. Mm. Oh, I'm loving that yellow tail with jalapeno. Yeah. Mm. That's a Mm. new one on me, I've got to say.
2: Yeah, it's getting me. um, Yeah. My brain going like, okay, let me visualize that one. (laughs) And at the same time, thinking, I'm ordering that the next time I'm in a
0: restaurant.
2: (laughs) I (laughs) want to taste that.
0: that. I'm thinking, oh, I really want to taste that. It's got my taste buds tingling.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. Any other sushi you like?
0: Oh, I love, yes.
1: Rainbow rolls, the crab, the spicy crab.
0: Mm. Um, I love the
1: spicy crab. I mean, it's hard to just pick one. Sashimi. Yeah. The salmon, the dynamite
0: shrimp. Mm. Anything, really. And I'm not timid to try something new. Well, you can't be. You know, I think we've had so many different people on this show, and the one thing that you all have in common is that number one, you love sushi, of course. But you're adventurous entrepreneurs, and when you're an adventurous entrepreneur, trying something new, that's a piece of cake to us. That's waking up in the morning in your eyes. You know, it's just something we do. So being adventurous is just part of the course. I actually about that
1: this morning. So you're did you sushi journey. Is definitely a metaphor for life as well as business. Yeah, you have to put yourself out there and try some new things. Otherwise,
0: what a bland life this would be. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that we often ask our guests on this show is when you look at your business and look at what you've done and the road you've traveled and where your vision is taking you, if you were a sushi, what kind of sushi would you be? (laughs) I think I'd be the rainbow roll oh why is that
1: because I like different colors and different flavors and bringing different elements together to create beauty and texture and adventure and even though it's not the like most craziest adventure role it's beautiful and Mm -hmm. having a background in interior design I love beautiful things and creating beautiful brands for my clients and pulling all the pieces together to create harmony.
2: Oh, and can you share a little bit more about your personality and how that is reflected in the rainbow role?
1: I think it's just that. I mean, my passion in life, as you could probably tell, is traveling the world. And I love making new connections with friends from all walks of life, all different colors, all different backgrounds. I'm fascinated with what makes people tick and why they do the things that they do and cultures and history and heritage and food and culture and just architecture and history and books and literature and all those delicious rich components of life that's me like I just have chills I mean that's life is being as curious as a child and I think when you put different components together that's me right does that make sense
2: absolutely oh, oh, it, it makes so much sense <laughs> <laughs> the and I are about to explode on
0: screen.
2: <laughs> we're like okay we're interested in what makes people th- Tick. we're they so interested to. in the psychology and the mind and the personality of people i mean that's the first thing we see when we meet anyone okay what's your personality what are our hypothesis about you and i've come to learn and i know that that is the same for gail is because i'm fun i'm adventurers I like to experiment that's the type of people that I attract is they're attracted to that oh my god that's someone who has the courage and the guts to try something that most people would say no to and they love that because they're thinking if you can show us the way then I'm willing to follow Uh, so yes I think that that is absolutely resonating at least minimum with me I mean I love that I've had a fascination for what makes people think I think if I were to uh, 25 right. years, at least.
0: I've always been fascinated by why we do what we do. And, you know, funny enough, we were talking before we went live, we were talking about the book that Lubna and I contributed to. And part of my chapter in the book, I say the clue is in the who from a very, very young age. And I absolutely love everything that you've been speaking about, Sarah, in terms of, bringing that harmony and the different textures and the creativity into your business as well with your clients. So just tell us what is a typical project, for example, that you would help your clients with or that you would work with your clients with so we can get a real flavor for your work. Sure. Absolutely.
1: Well, I also do group coaching. So I think it just depends on, am I working one-on-one with someone or am I working as a group? So if you're asking more about a one-on-one client project, Mm -hmm. Again, it depends on the client. So I take them through this journey of let's create the bigger picture for your life and your business. And what are you looking to achieve? Because again, with the travel metaphor, and I know it's sort of cliche, but if you are trying to plan a trip, you've got to have all these components in place. But we also have to think of our lives like that. If we don't really know where we want to go, how are we ever going to get there? And I know it's been said time and time again, so that's something new or (laughs) innovative, but it is so true. And so many people don't take the time to stop and do their research and say, okay, in my dream life, if time and money were no object, what would I want to be making per month? How... Would I live that life? And Mm. you've got to sit down and research it. What city do you want to live in? What country? What neighborhood? Where is your dream house? How much does that cost? What is the dream car? What does the dream life look like? That's the long-term goal. And then what is the short-term goal? To say you want to walk away from that job. You want to walk away from that negative situation and follow your dream and your passion and that call inside of you to become this entrepreneur that you already are, even if you don't know exactly the steps to take to get there. So we start with that. And then we know, okay, this is the goal. Let's reverse engineer that and put the plan in place and exactly mm-hmm. how you're going to get from here, there.
0: Mm. So, okay, let's start.
2: My so strategic you, heart is exploding.
0: Yeah, exactly. I can imagine. You're very much about making sure that people have that focus, that strategy, that accountability as well that helps to keep them going, which of course resonates with everything that we do, not just here, but also in our other projects as well. So tell me then, Sarah, how do you overcome the techie thing? Because I know there are lots of people who have all of that. They want to do all of that, but the technology frightens them. Yes. How are you able to help them in that way? Absolutely.
1: You know, I run two businesses. I work alongside a global health and wellness company in the network marketing industry. And I'd been doing business in the traditional way, and I burned out on that. And I just said, you know, I can't keep going. I'd reached a pivotal position, and I just knew that what got me there was not going to get me to the next level. Mm -hmm. So I took a big step back, and I went, I've got to invest in courses, and teachers, and mentors that can show me how to connect these dots so that I can create a modern marketing business that is partly automated. I still love the human connection, right? But I wanted to have a big part of my business automated so that I could have the time freedom. After all, having a home-based business is all about flexibility. That's what we crave, right? That's why we're entrepreneurs is so that we can make our own choices and live life on our own terms and on our own time. So I did. I spent all of last year and the first half of this year learning the tech parts and how to pull them together and build a beautiful brand and have fun and eat
0: sushi while I'm creating <laughs> and what did, what, did, what, together, did, right? what did you say to us, Sarah? Tell our listeners, what did you say to us before we pushed the record button? What did you say? <laughs>
1: you're not eating sushi and you're not having fun and you're not doing
2: it right. <laughs> exactly. You're doing it wrong if you're, you're not. Absolutely, having, absolutely doing it wrong. <laughs> so, what I love about what you just shared, Sarah, is that in my previous career, I was an it -er. So I love everything tech, and I love trying to discover how a certain system or tool works. I've got, I think a mailbox full of links to certain tools just because I wanna play with them. I mean, I absolutely still adore doing that. But because of that career, I've been conditioned to look at certain processes and tactics and taking action from a perspective okay, how can I make this as easy and automated as possible? Because I think that if you can get to a place where you can automate 80% of your business, which is absolutely achievable, then the 20% is the human touch. Because absolutely. you can't automate 100% of your business, then you shouldn't be in business. To be really clear. And also the creative
1: process. You know, we're always creating courses and content and everything. You never want to give that up. I mean, that's no. the creativity part is everything
2: yeah yeah Absolutely. exactly so i think that one of the things that i constantly do is when someone says oh but i do that manual i'm like do you know that there is an automated way that it can be really easy i mean one of the things is we schedule the recording of our interviews automated we don't see Mm -hmm. the person until we're on a call just like this and we take about and we introduce ourselves to but all of the rest of the process is you click a link you fill in a form and you get a link to a calendar you schedule that time there's no human interaction or doesn't have to be in any way shape or form and that makes it easy because anyone can choose okay when do you have time when do you feel comfortable in having that and there are a lot of things I think that we as entrepreneurs building a business where we can achieve the freedom and flexibility that we are craving, there has to be that part of automating and and systemizing. So I love that you help your clients with that. Well, Mm. the reason why I am laughing
1: about what you just said, because I was about to say a call scheduler, for example, (laughs) is going on the back and forward of like, well, what time works for you? And you're in this time zone and I'm in this time zone and wait, that doesn't work for me. Let me check my calendar and and then this just cuts out the guesswork. And exactly. You know, can you find the time to it you, and I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's why oh, I, yeah. kind of, I was literally just thinking call scheduler, automation. I mean, some of these things are so basic. And although tech can be scary if you're not familiar with it and you don't have a background in it, you know, it's part of the entrepreneurial journey. Just trust that. Know that that's going to be a factor. And you've got to just lean into it and go, you know what? I'm going to have. Fun. like put the switch and go. It's not scary. It's fun, and lean into it. Trust the process and enjoy while you're learning. You're not going to break the internet. I thought exactly. I would I thought break the internet, <laughs> process,
0: but I'm not that important. <laughs> I love that you're not going to break the internet it's, because it does feel like that sometimes. It's like oh, oh, should I? I'm not sure. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. And
1: then if you just get really scared or frustrated, don't throw your laptop at the wall. Just take a sushi break.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Take a sushi break. Absolutely. Take a sushi break. Oh dear. So Sarah, what are you currently working on at the moment? What's juicing you at the moment? You know, so that oh. we can let our listeners know. Yes. Well, I've just launched the Business
1: Startup Academy, which kicks off on September 15th. And so we do, we start with creating that beautiful vision for your life and your business. We get into branding, we get into daily method of operation of how you can show up and where you can show up. And we got to have that as part of your strategy. Because otherwise the thing I see people struggling with so much is consistency Yeah. and without some sort of an accountability accountability program or strategy or system yes. you know the whole thing collapses collapse before you even start so like Absolutely. you said it's, there's a lot of focus on ability and strategy and systems but mindset too because if you're not right up here and the the results aren't coming as fast as you want them to which when you're just starting a business or even launching a business they don't often come in your time there is a testing phase and so we do test and we also work on that mindset to say you know what it might take a couple months. It might take a year. People are going to start stalking you because they love your stuff. And when the time is right, they will come to you. But like you said earlier, I loved what you said about that whole like hustle, slay, repeat and grind. That is an old wives tale. Yeah, You can do do it, it, but it's not going to be fun and it's going to destroy your heart and your soul. And it just feels icky. So, you know, give yourself some patience and time and grace that there's a learning curve to starting or scaling a business and uh, we work on a lot of that as well so there's so many exciting components that you've got to have in place to start a business and why not
2: have fun yeah with it
1: while you're doing it Cool. And you help
2: entrepreneurial minded women who are ready to up level their side hustle. So that means that they are employed or have something else that they spend the majority mm-hmm. of their time with. Have you found or have you discovered who has it in them to be an entrepreneur? Because especially when you're transitioning from employee to entrepreneur or from even housewife or mother to entrepreneur, Not everyone has it in them to become an entrepreneur. So how do you know, if if you're wondering right now, you're listening and thinking, do I have it in me to become an entrepreneur? How do you find out?
1: That's a great question. I think you know inherently, we all have a seed of greatness within us. We're all passionate about something. Not everybody is focused. Not everybody is consistent. Not everybody wants to build a business and that's okay. But if you have ever felt the call or the pull, or the tap or the whisper to say you need to do this you need to tap into your gift you need to share your gift you need to shine your light on the world You've got to answer that call. And I have chills again right now. You have yeah, to answer that I would say you do it sooner than later. Because if you don't, that voice is going to get louder and louder and louder. And ultimately, the universe is going to push you. You are going to be the baby bird falling off of the cliff. And you're going to oh, have yeah. to do it, whether you like it or freaking not. So just figure
0: out that first step. Take the plunge and do it now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, Sarah, you said something earlier on that you also have a side hustle in network marketing business and network marketing. I've been in network marketing many years myself as well, actually. What I find with network marketing, it's one of those things that a lot of people are scared of because they don't really understand it and they have something completely different. But when you take the time to truly understand what it is and what its potential is, it is probably one of the Best, best places to learn, to develop, to be educated and to also educate if this is the kind of field that you find that you want to be in. So with Lubna saying, you know, how do you know? You get a lot of women, especially within network marketing, that are just dipping their toes in for the first time. But they realize, actually, I'm quite good at this. I can do this. And then they start to expand even more. So really, I suppose, Sarah, are you finding that that has increased, especially since, you know, what we've recently been through in the world, or are you finding that people are kind of are holding back? How is it feeling for you with the network marketing thing? My business doubled in lockdown. Really? Good on you.
1: I'm just going to leave it right there. Network marketing is booming People all over the world are seeing the writing has been on the wall for a long time that there is no such thing as job security anymore. And people are more and more wanting to take control of their financial future. You know, every millionaire has an average of seven streams of income. And if you only are depending on your job or your spouse or your partner's job, I've got some bad news for you. Yeah, really bad news. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta yesterday be looking into your other options and whether you have that call or not, if you have it. Run with it. If you don't see where you can tap into your gifts and what you're passionate about, and reach out to one, one of us and say, mm. "You know, I have this thought. I have this idea. Could I turn it into a business?" Mm. Absolutely. I mean, you ladies are a perfect example of turning Entrepreneur Sushi Club into a business. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. and it's a great metaphor for business and business and for life. And so, whatever the mind can achieve, uh, can believe it can be achieved. So if you've got that thought or that seat of something inside of you yes it can be done yeah. Absolutely, I, I
2: love that you said that I mean for us the entrepreneur sushi club is born out of trying to show the world that each and every one of us has something quirky about them I mean for us it's we adore sushi and we're vocal about it we're proud of that fact I mean the amount of times that I've called myself a sushi addict and people looking at me like are you out of your mind I'm like I'm an <laughs> addict in every definition of the word, because I love it so much. And for me, that love proceeds into, when lockdown, my very first question was, how am I ever going to get sushi?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, so where it. am I going to get my sushi from?
2: Where am I going to get my sushi <laughs> And And I think That's that what one I'm... of the things... For people, if you want to answer the question, do I have it in me to become an entrepreneur? You could be entrepreneurial in your job. I mean, I was an intrapreneur before I was an entrepreneur. Is Do you feel the calling of something that is bigger than you? If you're still on your career path, thinking about personal development or advancing your career, you're not ready to become an entrepreneur because entrepreneurship comes with a cost
0: we become unemployable so if you're suddenly thinking that you're unemployable you're an entrepreneur
2: (laughs)
1: that's the absolute truth and you know it's funny what you just said about your first thought on lockdown is how am I going to get sushi that was one of my first thoughts as well and we still haven't had it and so when you asked me my favorite role and I kind of maybe stuttered a little bit I was like it's been so long because where I live right downtown Charleston just after the sushi restaurant was closed that we go to our favorite one. And we don't really have too, too many options here. Everything was closed, even if we did. But right after that, the riot started downtown and everything was destroyed on our high road, as you would say, including our restaurant. The windows were smashed in, a fire was started. The owner was on the phone with the police for hours and nobody came and... They, I don't even think that they've opened back up yet as a result. So, there have just been so many crazy things happening that even if you can't have your passion right now, you know it's still going to be there.
2: Mm, and you got to
1: yeah. hang in there for the long haul because the good things are just around the corner. But when you said that, it really spoke to me because yeah. I miss it so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I moved heaven and earth. To discover a restaurant, and I was willing to get in my car and drive to the restaurant to get my fix of sushi. So I'm I'm a true addict, and I'm proud to admit it. So, we've talked about if you, as a person, were a sushi, you would be a rainbow roll. How about the Business Startup Academy? If Mm. that were a sushi, what would the ingredients be if it's a completely new sushi or if it's already existing sushi?
1: Oh, that is a very good question.
2: I'm going to go back to the
1: yellowtail tuna because it's so delicious you can't get enough of it. I'm loving
0: that.
1: Spicy and sassy and zesty and you're
0: gonna want it every single day. Ooh. Ooh. I love that.
2: Spicy, cool. challenging and you zesty. still want it every day.
0: Zesty, love that. Love that. Ooh, nice. So, Sarah. I can't believe it. Where does the time go on these things? It's just like, ah. Uh.
1: <laughs> nice when you're having fun, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I know. Well, you know, we're going to have to have a part two at some stage, don't you? <laughs> so. you
1: no, know,
0: this is not it. This is not done. You know, this is just the beginning. You know, next thing it will be. And our regular guest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah, it has been an absolute pleasure you know, speaking to you, finding out more about you. So how can our listeners, if they want to connect with you, find out more about you, about the Startup Academy, how can they get in touch with you? Absolutely.
1: Everywhere on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube. I'm not on Twitter, (laughs) but you can find me at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H and Rose like the flower. Uh, global. So Sarah Rose global. And then that's also my website is www.sarahroseglobal.com. And just reach out to me. My inbox is always open. I love having strategy calls with budding and scaling entrepreneurs and finding out your work for the opportunity to be here too.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
2: Okay, great. We'll make sure we'll add those links to the description that goes with this episode. So if you're listening now thinking, Oh my God, that went really
0: fast. You can read them on the description. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sarah. And as usual, of course, thank you to my co-hosts. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you. Thank you. It's always fun. It is, it's always, always fun. So thank you for listening as well, listeners, to another episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. Of course, we would love to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. So take a moment and share with us in our Facebook group, the Entrepreneur Sushi Club. You'll find a link in the description even of this episode. If, you, however, you know someone who will also benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them. Do not be afraid to share. Thank you for listening. Have
2: fun. See you on the next one.
0: On the next one.